The world may be on fire, but there are changemakers that are even more fired up with a commitment to do some serious good. You're listening to People Making Things Better, where we interview folks who you maybe haven't heard of before, but who are having a big impact on today's issues with the environment, equality, human rights, public health, and more. We're not afraid to ask the tough questions about how they're able to do work that the world needs and still get paid for it. Listen in and get inspired because the world needs you in action too. I'm your host, Bert Westfall, and I'm joined by my co-host, Melinda Jackson. Hello, listeners. It's Mel and Britt here, and we are back together again to tell you a little bit more about our guests this week and how they are creating amazing change in the world. So this is actually an interview that Britt did. So Britt, can you tell everybody listening a little bit more about your experience interviewing our guests? I would love to. So I love this conversation I had with Jeremy Rogers. So Jeremy, he is somebody who started a nonprofit called the Tallahassee Adventure Club down in Florida. And what they do is they go into underserved um, communities in Tallahassee and, you know, some rough areas and with kids that have limited resources and some difficult experiences in their life. And he gives them opportunities to be in nature. Some of these kids, they live in Florida and they've never been to the ocean before. So, you know, he'll bring them to the ocean for the first time and they get to have that magical experience. They'll do adventure activities, you know, canoeing, um, boating, kayaking, climbing, things like that. And he adds um, a couple of other angles to it as well. So he adds the environmentalist angle. You know, they'll do like beach uh, cleanup projects and then also some advocacy things. A lot of times they'll bring um, scientists uh, on their field trips with them. So the kids are getting to learn about nature and the environment and they're really planting seeds for, you know, potential career paths for when these kids grow up. And they've also do some work around advocacy in, in the political realm, giving these kids a voice and a platform to be able to go to their local leaders and make a case for why waterways should be protected in Florida and things like that. So it's It's kind of this really well-rounded thing where they're serving immediate needs um, and they're also planting seeds for the future. So I just loved it. Jeremy is like an all-around super cool guy, just like a heart of gold. And I think you're going to feel that energy as as you listen to it. Just a really, uh, really beautiful spirit and so on fire with passion and commitment um, to his mission too. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for all of our listeners to hear more about his story and to hear more about what he does. Definitely from what you've told me, it sounds like he does some incredible work that, like you said, it's very well-rounded in nature and that, well-rounded in nature, no no pun intended, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that he's um, really taking his passion to, um, to an, another level in doing what he's doing with these kids. So I love it. I think that's awesome. I'm excited for our audience to hear more about him. 
So as a reminder to all of our listeners, make sure that you go and subscribe to our podcast wherever it is that you listen to your podcast and make sure you give us a rating so that more people on the internet can find us and can be inspired by the stories of all the amazing change makers that we have the privilege to speak to. For now, enjoy this interview with Jeremy Rogers. Welcome to the People Making Things Better podcast. This is your host, Britt Westfall. And today on the show, I have with me Jeremy Rogers, who started his own organization called the Tallahassee Adventure Club. And he has a new venture that he's just started up called Tots and Trails. Welcome, Jeremy. What up, Britt? How are you? Hi, I'm as well as can be, I think, as we all are right now, right? <laughs> I know, it's super crazy out here. Yeah, so let's dive right in. Um, I'd love to hear about both of these ventures that you've been working on. I guess let's start with the Tallahassee Adventure Club and what that is. Cool, first of all, thank you for thinking that what I do um, is worthy and shout out to all your listeners and I, I hope that I can provide some sort of value to both the show and to them so just jumping right in what what I do is uh, my career I'm an arson investigator for the Tallahassee Fire Department but I'm also a world traveler and a high altitude mountaineer and um, I set the goal to climb the uh, uh, seven summits and then eventually set the goal to do the adventure grand slam so that just means that after i climb the seven summits i will uh, ski to both the north and south pole and so when you set a goal kind of like that it, it uh, you you render a fair amount of attention in your community especially in the community in florida where there's no mountains and i i just wanted to use that kind of uh, spotlight that kind of attention um for something good and I wanted to inspire the, the community and especially the at-risk and special needs communities um, here in Tallahassee that the outdoors is for them too and that we can all collectively get together and we can climb, we can sail, we can kayak, we can paddleboard, we can fish, we can hike, we can camp together. And I always take like a conservationist approach. So with all my programming, I tried to come up with some sort of like sustainability project. But just for easy math, what what the Tallahassee Adventure Club is in a nutshell is we provide outdoor adventure programming for at-risk youth and families with children that have uh, special needs. And then I run an organization mm -hmm. called Tots and Trails, and we provide outdoor nature programming in the form of a summer camp for preschool and elementary age school children. So you're supporting at-risk children you're um, supporting the environment because a lot of these missions are also cleanup missions right and you are supporting the community right so it's kind of like that's that's exactly right yeah that's exactly right we just go into communities that are underserved and that are not represented and try to expose them you know to what North Florida and the Southeast has to offer, which is a tremendous amount um, of, ex I mean, our nature here is, is it's just so special. And, and being able to uh, take a child that lives 30 minutes from the ocean and show them that 
for their first time is such an um, incredible responsibility and an honor, and it's something that I'm so thankful that God has given me the opportunity to be that person for them. Yeah, so what's that like? So there's children that you work with who live 30 minutes from the ocean yet have never yeah. seen the ocean like describe that moment when they see the ocean for the first time. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And I'm often, um, I often think back to my own, um, you know, recollection of the first time I saw the ocean. I joined the United States Navy in 1998 and I got on an airplane and flew from Chicago where I was in boot camp to uh, Virginia Beach. And um, it was in the middle of the night. And I remember getting off the plane and getting checked in on base and I'm 18 years old and I ran like it, I ran like from where I was staying to where the ships were. It was like well over three miles just to see the brackish water between the ships and the dock, just to see the ocean. Uh-huh. And I, so, I mean, I totally get that, that feeling that these kids may have, except here in Florida, we have the most amazing beaches in the world. And so these kids are literally seeing like heaven on earth. Like when we come around the corner and we drive into literally the best beaches in the world. And so these children are seeing this for the first time. And the reason why we're bringing them there are is to one, um, show them the ocean, but two, we're there for a reason. And so we do some sort of sustainability project. In a lot of cases, it ends up in a, like a, some sort of beach cleanup. So we'll take them out there and, and we'll um, just kind of clean up the beach and we'll have lunch and we'll let them dip their toes in. And if they can swim, we'll let them swim. I mean, I just can't say it enough. It's just such an honor and a privilege that God has assigned that role to me um, to open up that world for them. So what would you say, like, what's some of the transformations that you've seen? So like, if you were getting, you know, reaching out to donors or funders for this, like, what are some of the things that you would say, you know, these kids were in this situation and now this is where they are because of partially because of the work that we've been able to do. So out, outcomes are everything, right? Um, and they're also really, really difficult as well. So, you know, I've been sponsored by uh, giant corporations like Patagonia and Lululemon, um, different universities uh, throughout the state. And I just tell them, you know, my passion and I tell them that, you know, the money that they spend or the money that they allocate to my organization is going to be, is going to be allocated, you know, for these kids. So I run a program called the Atlas program um, within the Tallahassee Adventure Club. And so it's an eight week long program where we teach them how to um, protect Florida's waterways. So we're canoeing, we're kayaking, we're sailing, we're rock climbing. Uh, we're doing beach cleanups and we bring out scientists with us um, and we talk to them about the threats to the the various different areas we teach them the skill of you know kayaking canoeing rock climbing sailing such and such Um, and then we talk to them about the jobs that are available to them in those areas and then at the very end uh, along the eight weeks the kids are taking notes and then at the end um, they you know, they give a presentation to local and state policymakers on why they should care about protecting Florida's waterways. I mean, I guess that's, as far as outcomes are, are considered, like, I put these children in some pretty crazy scenarios for them, mm-hmm. and in front of some pretty, um, 
powerful people that could definitely open up some doors and and typically do if they want. I mean, it, it, it's it's such a, like it serves them right now, but it, it feels like it's planting seeds for something bigger, right? Like giving them ideas about career potential, ideas where they can make civic changes and be change makers in their community. It's, I love that it takes like the, like what can we do right here and now that serves these kids um, and gets them doing something fun and constructive and out in nature and also helps nature right now, but also has this long-term vision of a career trajectory potentially for them civic engagement and change Mm -hmm. at a policy level. So I love that that kind of serves all these different facets at the same time. Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, well, well said. I mean, we're quite frankly, like we are taking kids from like, you know, one of the most dangerous, you know, areas in our state and then one showing them, you know, these beautiful natural resources that our state has and then making them advocates of such. So that's just, I mean, just an incredible responsibility that I have. And uh, I just couldn't be more thankful for the job, actually. Yeah, well, I love it. So I'd love to hear how you got started. So I heard a little bit ago, you said that you've had sponsorships from large companies such as Patagonia, Lululemon, like that's huge. I'd love to understand how you got to that point. But just because a lot of our listeners are, you know, getting inspired around ideas that they have and what are those first steps towards making that happen, can you take us back to where this all first began and um, how you went from idea to action? So the idea came out of a, like, basically kind of like a, a failure in life, like for me, um, I moved, uh, from out West, um, to Tallahassee in 2006 and um you know where I was I I did I was like a you know really bad minor league athlete in the snowboarding world um but I was living like the life I was traveling the world bartending and snowboarding and um and um, just living the dream and then I moved to Tallahassee and um, I was like super duper culture shocked and the person that I moved here with um, you know, talked, you know, she said that, you know, it'd probably be a good idea for me to grow up and, you know, get a college degree and, you know, get insurance and buy a home and all of that. And, um, so I did and I acquired all of that. I got the good job. I got the great truck. I got the college degree. I got the five digit savings account. And I woke up after all of that feeling amazingly empty and, um, and I had a healthy child and, and I was just really, really alone. And it was one of the darker places I've ever been in my entire life. And um, I knew instead of like turning left and going to a darker place, I could turn right and go to a lighter place. And, and that's what I did. I, I just decided like, well, at what point in my life was I most um, happy? And it was my time in the outdoors and um you know traveling climbing big mountains and i'm snowboarding with my best friends or or like hiking multi-day on various different trails you know the colorado trail the uh, pacific coast trail things like that and um i ended up taking a trip to guatemala and i wanted to hike an inactive volcano to watch an active one erupt but um 
I spent the night with like 19 of my newest best friends, you know, that I met. And um, I watched this volcano erupt all night and I just thought about how lucky I was. Like I was just overwhelmed with gratitude and I woke up as the sun was rising um, and it, everything was on fire around me. The volcano was erupting. The sky was just like as gold as gold could be. I'm at 14,000 feet and, uh, and I felt, you know, God say to me, just be the change that you wanted to see. And I knew that I had a mission at that point. So I, I literally and figuratively came down off the mountain with the goal to bring the outdoors and not kill things um, to the community of Tallahassee. I'm sorry, that's super long-winded, but I don't know how any other way to get around it. It's your mission moment, and it, and they're not always so dramatic, like, but it definitely sounds like you had like a sky-opened-up almost experience, so I love it. <laughs> it's, just, it's just been remarkable, remarkable. But uh, uh, just because you heard those big names, you know, like Patagonia and Lululemon, doesn't mean we don't need money. Um, so if your listeners out there have some money, we will gladly take it and um, use it well. <laughs> well did that, like, how did you, like, so tell me like those very first steps, like you had this, you know, kind of insight that you wanted to do this. You had your mission moment, you got all inspired. Did you have to pour a bunch of your own money? And yeah. Just money yeah. Okay. Cause you said you, you have, yeah, job I still do. I still do. Yeah. It's, 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 um, a lot of my organization is, is self-funded. Um, and that's kind of the, the, the reason why tots and trails even exist is because of that fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, I came down off the mountain and I came to Tallahassee and I met, um, uh, my, my co-founder, um, Greg Bargo. And I, you know, he's a fellow adventurer, a world, world traveler. And we just both happen to be in this community. Um, and I just, I literally just, you know, Googled how to start a nonprofit and, and, you know, filled out the paperwork, the IRS paperwork and, uh, and turned it in. And then I started going from like mom and pop, you know, businesses saying, Hey, you know, this is who I am. This is my story. The outdoors saved my life. Um, and I feel like we can make a big difference in this community, um, with the programming that, that I believe I can provide. And they're just like, but who are you? <laughs> There's just still so many rejections. Um, this is very much a very uh, uh, community connected, like, you know, a lot of old families, a lot of like wonderful, wonderful projects that are already going here. So the nonprofit world is in Tallahassee is very, uh, it's very cutthroat, like, to, I mean, it is just like, I think there's something like 900 um, registered nonprofits in, in Leon County. This is the big leagues, but I'm just, I'm hardheaded. And just because you tell me no, doesn't mean that I won't uh, uh, walk next door and they're probably going to tell me yes. And if they tell me no, then I'll go next door and they'll probably tell me yes. So uh, it's just kind of who I am. Tenacity is everything, right? When you're starting. I'm tenacious. I'm tenacious. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm a, uh, and a phenomenal mountain climber and, and the goals that I said I achieved. Yeah. I kind of love the, the metaphor of that, right? Like you starting a business or an organization is like climbing a mountain, right? I mean, oh yeah. I feel like you're never going to get there. And eventually 
eventually summit and you know and then you go back down and there's you know peaks and valleys and it's um, you know sometimes you don't summit though you know sometimes you know a lot of a lot of days you wake up and you go like there's zero chance that today is gonna be harder than yesterday and it is and you're like no way but you just end up doing it well, and that's where you tap into your bigger why, right? Yeah, coming from the background that I come from, like it would be spiritually criminal for me not to suggest that there's something else at play here. Um, so I take that, again, super serious and um, we're just going to crush it. So when you say something else at play for you, is that like the spirituality of it or what would you say? Yeah, yeah. So I have a, a just a huge you know, just a tremendous faith in, um, in Christ. And, and I believe that, you know, you know, coming from the background that I come from, that he's at play and he's using my, um, my story and my life to, uh, impact and, and affect change in this community and throughout the world, quite frankly. And so you've piqued our curiosity. Would you be comfortable sharing a bit more about your personal story? Yeah, um, you know, just as a as a small child, um, I had a um, a tragic upbringing. My father was killed before I was born, and my biological mom gave me up for adoption um, twice. Um, not not ever uh, technically legally um, adopted twice, but when I was born, she left me um, with my grandparents, and then well, when I got a little bit older she came back and then she decided that she couldn't take care of me again. And so my best friend's parents ended up, um, you know, finishing the job. I've, I've had a full-time job almost um, since I was uh, 11 years old. I started throwing papers and then I was working full-time at, at 14 at, at my uncle's um, uh, hamburger restaurant. Um, and um, when I turned 18, I joined the United States Navy and, and um, was still a boy, but wasn't you know able to uh, make money and travel the world and be exposed to um, so many different types of um, human beings and cultures. And I knew that um, if I was to go back to Missouri, I, there wasn't much there for me because at the time uh, my immediate family would they were either dead or in jail. So. Um, it was, I didn't really have a choice. I kind of had to get, get out there and, um, and, and make my own life. Yeah. And you could have taken a different path with it, right? Like oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gone down this path of, you know, life is unfair and, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to get life back or to avoid life or whatever. But instead you, really embrace life and now you know it strikes me that this difficult upbringing that you have probably uniquely positions you so you know not only do you have this love for travel and adventure and all that so you're already uniquely positioned for this work that you do but because you had this difficult background you know you are set up to really be able to empathize with any children that might be coming from you know rough neighborhoods or rough backgrounds oh yeah there's nothing that there's nothing that i can go into these homes and there's nothing that they're going to tell me that's going to shock me you know you've been abused so have i you've been you know you've been hungry so have i you know you've been you know you've been without you know the school clothes things so have i 
So tell me about some of the challenges that you have had to overcome as you started both Tallahassee Adventure Club and Tots and Trails, like or some unexpected things that have come up. You know, when you set a giant goal and you start to have success, um, any entrepreneur will tell you that like you're going to lose a lot of friends quickly right. and people are, mm-hmm. people are going to, you know, they're going to poke holes in, in, in what you have going on. And, and they couldn't be any more true when they say that because that's exactly what happened for me. But I just had a bigger mission and I just have a bigger mission that I don't, I just don't care. Like once I decided like their opinion of me is none of my business, like it just didn't matter anymore. Like that's, I think that is like the true secret to like um, any entrepreneur um, or social entrepreneur is like, once you stop caring about whatever, you know, what other people think about you, like then it gives you the freedom to create. And oh my goodness. That's awesome that you've learned that lesson of sticking to your mission and keeping your eye on that and caring less about what other people think and people who don't get it, you know, and they, they are different and they don't have that mission and they probably maybe won't ever get it, but that shouldn't stop you in your trail. I feel sorry for them. (laughs) I feel sorry for them. Um, and, and I, and I'm not trying to be like, like snotty about it. I just, I mean, I couldn't imagine like waking up every day, like with no mission. Yeah. I just yeah. don't, I don't know how people are so like, I'm just not made up like that. There's a Japanese word that I love called ikigai, and it means your reason for being or what gets you out of bed in the morning. And I just love that. And they say that you're in your ikigai when you are doing work that you love, that you're good at, that the world needs and getting paid for it. But the interesting thing is, I don't think that always comes from one place, right? Like, you know, that's like the holy grail, right? Like if you can get the job that does all of that in one place. But I think sometimes it's really interesting the people who are able to kind of create this special kind of formula or recipe to get there where maybe they are doing, you know, this other work that's kind of paying the bills, but there's this other piece, this other work that they also do in their life that's really bringing in that passion that mission and what the world needs, right? So it sounds like you've been able to kind of fit these things together and you do have that sense of what gets you out of bed in the morning. Yeah, well, um, I don't want to make it sound like it's all super easy either. Like. I mean, <laughs> because it's definitely not. I I mean, once once you have that thing, you know, and, and in particular, that thing for me is is my daughter, right? Like that's like, um, that's that's how I'm going to change the world. Is like, so I'm planting. You know, there's a really cool quote. Is that you know you should you should live your life as such that you plant trees um, whose shade you never intend to sit under. Mm, yeah. And, and that's, that's what I'm doing. She'll always be associated with, with love, caring, kindness, compassion, 
um, love for the earth and service for others. And I just, just what a, what a gift, man. Like, how did I get so lucky? I love that. Well, we are about out of time. Obviously you're in the space of serving underprivileged communities and sustainability and environmental awareness and protection. Besides those issues, what's another issue that you wish more people would work on or some new innovative social entrepreneur would, would take up the cause on? Um, that is a huge question. <laughs> that is a huge question. But I think if I I think if if people could just understand this one concept, right? Like just one. That when you wake up in the morning that the universe is working for you and not against you, it's a game changer. So my one wish would be that everybody would wake up tomorrow morning and think that the world is working and the universe around us is working for you and not against you. So that would be my one wish. Okay, very beautiful answer, although it didn't directly answer my question. But okay, 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 okay. Give, give me, what would make the world a better place? Um, love. I just wish that, that people would slow down and, and just remove judgment and yeah, that's it. Like perfectly, like just slow down and remove judgment. Mm -hmm. If we could just, if we didn't have this, if we could remove like, not in a socialistic way, but like in a, just a gigantic way, um, any sort of like monetary system. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this, you know, I make great tomatoes, you know, I build amazing homes, like, and you can have this for your tomatoes. Um, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like love is, is the answer. So for anyone listening to this, solve the problem of people not loving each other enough. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. It's been so awesome to have you on. I loved hearing your story, what brought you here, and why you are so uniquely positioned to, to do the work that you're doing. I, I truly believe that you are. It was an honor, and just thank you for the opportunity, and I hope that they appreciate you as a human being. Thanks for listening. Till next time.